Hello and welcome back to the TTP, Tatani Talks Parsha, this year where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. We also talk about the idea of the upcoming holiday, Hanukkah. Hanukkah, of course, being my favorite holiday of the entire year. Hanukkah talking about the beautiful miracles of the oil lasting eight days and the few taking over the many, the Hashemani being brave and strong and taking out those Greeks who tried to get us to assimilate, who tried to get us to be all about the body, who wanted to destroy us spiritually, trying to get rid of Bersmila and Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh, trying to disrupt the entire Jewish order. But of course, the Jews prevailed, and we have the beautiful lighting of the menorah, we have the beautiful singing and dancing, we have the dreidel game, Nes Gadol HaYashom, and Nes Gadol for those in Israel, and, and the dreidel game, of course, being a very cool, very fun game also. And the gift-giving and the guilt and the oily foods. There's just so many aspects of this holiday that I love. And it comes in the winter when we need to have that light shining bright, when we have the cold, dark, dreary days, when it feels so dark outside and we bring the lights. And how do we relate it to Vayeshev and God willing also, how do we relate it to Miketz when it's actually Shabbos Hanukkah next week, but just try to tie it together. So we look at this Parsham and we talk about how Yaakov, it says Vayeshev Yaakov, Yaakov settled in the land. The commentators point out why the word Vayeshev. What is it about the word Vayeshev? Why doesn't it say Vayagar Yaakov? And Yaakov lived there. Why does it say Yaakov settled there? So the commentators point out that Yaakov wanted to finally settle down and have a tranquil, calm life. He had a very difficult life so far already. Asa wanted to kill him for many years. He had to run away, and then he had to work for Rachel and Leah. He was deceived and had the wrong wife he had to work for. And then he had uh, the meeting with Asa, and then Dina was abducted, and he lost Rachel on the way. He has 12 children, still has three wives, supposedly, at, at this time. I don't know if Leah is still around. And he wants to be tranquil. He wants to live the episode of Shechem. A lot of difficulties in his life already. He just wants to settle down. And Hashem, so to speak, says, you want to settle down? You're going to have ample reward in the next world to be settled down, to be calm. You want it here in this world too? Happens to be that the last 17 years of Yaakov's life, I believe that our school notes point out that Yaakov actually did live in, did live in spiritual bliss, but it wasn't Galah. So it couldn't have been full spiritual bliss because it wasn't in Eretz Yisrael. It was in Mitzrayim with his son Yosef. But he did get the last 17 years, and then you know they they buried him in a very, very uh, respectful manner, and then they, they traped him out to Eretz Yisrael to be buried, obviously, in Mordecai Machpelah with Leah. But still, at this point, he kind of wanted to live and wanted kind of to settle down, and, and uh, Hashem was like, no way, man, you're going to have a little more of trials and tribulations. And then, of course, he sends out Yosef, not knowing what's going to happen. And Yosef is gone, going to be gone for 22 years. Kenegamida, Kenegamida, the 22 years that Yaakov was away from his own dad. Literally payback year for year. He wasn't held accountable for the 14 years that he was in Yeshiva Chamber Aver, the commentators point out, because that was spiritual preparedness to have to deal with Olavan, another one of his many trials and tribulations. But Yaakov wanted to settle down, but then Hashem said, no. And then you see the Yehuda and Tamar incident episode. He loses Er and Onan, and Shela is the only one left. And Yehuda has Perez and um, the other, and Zerach, I believe their names are. I always mix up those names. And a lot of a lot of different stuff going on. Yaakov is not settling down. But sometimes we too feel that idea that Yaakov might have felt. He wanted to just settle. He wanted to sit down and calmly relax. Sometimes in our own lives we want to just sit. We want to just relax. We want to just put our feet up 
and want to take it easy. And then one kid screams and needs something, the other kid is yelling, and the other kid, is, especially a parent of a young family, if you are like me, our kids are six, four, and two, there's always something, there's always someone screaming. Someone prepared us when the third kid was coming and said, what can I tell you? When you go from two to three, there's just always someone screaming, always someone crying. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, oh man, I should take that more to heart before I got all these gray hairs. True. Very true. Sometimes we just want to settle and I just want to sit down and put at my feet. This one needs that. This one needs that. I got to make this. I got to make that. I got to take care of this. Can't sit down for too long. We want to sit. We want to be comfortable. But sometimes we have to realize that in this world, we can't be too comfortable. My friend used to say in high school, you can rest when you're dead. And I'm like, that's a very morbid thing to say. But it's true. And after 120 years, we should be Zohar. You can't do anything more. You are settling down, you are resting, and you are tranquil. There's no more movement you could do. This world is all about work. And the next world is all about reaping the rewards of your benefits of your work. In Olam Haba, you can't do anything. You can only reap what you sowed in this world. Pergavos teaches us this world is like a carter. Enter into the carter, take care of yourself in the carter so that you can enter the banquet hall and, and reap whatever you had. You're going you're gonna to have any room for the real meal or you're going to waste your time on the first room and, and stuff yourself when there could have been prime rib in the next world. You're going to eat like sushi to extent and your stomach is going to be sick. You could have had beautiful pine, prime rib in the next world, but you wasted it. So too in this world, what are you going to do with yourself? You're going to waste your time. You could have had so much wonderfulness and you could have reaped all that in the next world. You can't sail down and do nothing and waste your time. The Gemara also tells us, the Talmud tells us this world is like Erev Shabbos, the next world is like Shabbos. Hat ken atzmacha be'er Shabbos k'day. You got to take care of yourself in this world, work hard in this world, and then you can reap the benefits. You can be tranquil and eat nicely on Shabbat itself. And that's the idea of Hanukkah, I believe, also. As we come to Hanukkah, you know, a lot of us get very complacent, get very settled, and get very cozy and comfortable and gullous. And we're like, all right, we're okay. The society around us is not so bad. What's so bad about a couple of trees and a guy in a red costume and, and uh, bells ringing and these, these nice holiday cheer and the nice songs? No, you can't settle down too much. You cannot get too assimilated or complacent. You can't be too cozy, too comfortable and gullous. The lights remind us, the candles remind us, you can't be too settled down. Remember that the Greeks long ago wanted to try to assimilate us, wanted to try to take away the spirituality of us, wanted to suck us away and take us away from our beautiful traditions. The lights, these modest little lights, these beautiful strong flames try to stand up and say, no, I will not be put down. I will be stubborn and persistent. I will stay with my traditions, stay with my values. And my holiday is eight times as better as yours. Your holiday is nothing. Listen to this year from Rabbi Kellerman on simpletoremember.com that the real story of Xmas, the real meaning of Xmas, there is no real meaning. It's just a lot of pagan rituals that were incorporated by the Catholics, by the Christians many years ago in order to get more believers into their system. Yes, yeah, so they got the Asherah tree worshippers and they brought in the tree. So they got the people from the mistletoe and they got them into the society. They got people who loved St. Nick, who lived in Turkey, had nothing to do with the red suit, nothing to do with the North Pole, all made up, especially by, uh, what's his name, the guy who drew a cartoon for, for Coca-Cola in 1930. All random things they put together just to get a lot of people. There's no fundamental meaning and value. They have millions of movies based on excellence, but there's no true value. There's no true meaning. There's no true significance. Not like our beautiful holiday of Hanukkah, which is eight times as awesome, eight times as long. They make such a big deal. 
out of one day at the end of December when we have the beautiful eight-week, eight-day-long celebration of real, true meaning, real, true beauty. I believe Hanukkah is way too underappreciated, way too undervalued, way too under-showcased. Everyone should take out their decorations and bring it out. Understand the true lights of Hanukkah, to have oily foods to remind us of the oil that lasted the eight days. And we give guilt as Hashem gave to us. We give gifts as Hashem gave to us. We play the dreidel with the game and we have music and dancing. It's just a beautiful, beautiful holiday with real meaning, a real purpose, real significance. We have prayers and songs that relate to the holiday. These, these seculars don't really have anything connected to it. And it comes back to the idea how society wants to try to get us to settle down and try to get rid of our, 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 uh, our beliefs. You know, people have the happy ex I actually saw that sign recently, which is a, a very sad aspect of assimilation. When a person marries uh, a Jewish person and a non-Jewish person, we should never know from such things, and they make such a thing called ex-maka. I don't want to say the actual word on on uh, actual recording, but it's trying to put the two holidays together. There's no putting the two holidays together. You can't settle down. You can't assimilate. You have to stand strong. It's Hanukkah. Nothing with it. No ex-maka. Just Hanukkah. There's no real element. You can't put the two together. There's, it's not a spiritual way to upbring someone. You have to be able to stand forth and stand strong to real traditions, real meanings, real values, and that's in the Jewish way of life. And if you're not a Jewish person, you have seven ways to get to wonderfulness. The seven mitzvahs b'nei noach, the seven noachide laws, including not stealing, not, not, not killing, setting up a judicial system, all real seven categories of how to live a, a good, just life. And us, we have the 613 ways. But Yaakov also wanted to settle down. Many people also in, in secular society want to just settle down, have the nice white picket fence, the nice house, don't bother me with these traditions or whatnot. The Hanukkah lights teach us, and Hashem tells Yaakov also, you can't settle down, man. In this world, there's too much work to do, there's too much to stand for, there's too much of a Kiddush Hashem that we can do. We have such beautiful traditions, such beautiful meanings, such beautiful aspects. Don't settle down. Don't Get complacent. In the next world, that's when you could really settle down and reap the benefits. But here, there's too much work to do. There's too much aspects to contribute. There's too much that you could bring to the world, especially if you have talents, you have abilities, you have certain innate qualities that no one else has. If you have a show you could bring to life, you have a book you could bring to life, you have a reading you could bring to life, you and you alone are the one that could do it because there never was someone like you. There's no one like you right now, and there's no one in the future, even if you have a twin. Every spirit, every soul is special and unique and is the only one in the course of history. So you yourself, don't settle down. Don't get allured by the culture around us. Don't get sucked in by the fakeness of culture around us when they have a holiday or traditions that have no meaning and just pagan rituals that were all thrown together. Listen to Rabbi Kellerman's shear on Simul to Remember You Will Not Regret It. It's a wonderful shear, like 45 minutes. He explains how it's all crazy and stick to our real traditions, real names, and real values and get sucked in by the beautiful Hanukkah aspect. There are so many crafts, so many arts you can do related to Hanukkah. It's so easy to get involved in the cheer of Hanukkah, the lights. You don't have to fast. You don't have to build a sukkah. You don't have to worry about chamis. You don't have to stay up all night. You don't have to only eat dairy. And you don't have to get your house clean and ready. It's really the best of all worlds. Get to eat delicious foods. Get to light these beautiful lights. Get to give gifts and get gifts. You get to dance and sing. You get to play games. What's there not to like? I never understand how anyone could have anything against Hanukkah. It is really the best holiday of the entire year. And it reminds us not to settle down. Yes, to find the right person. 
your right zivug and to have children and to have a house and settle that house within the world to make a Kiddush Hashem. But don't settle down into society. Don't assimilate into society. Yaakov wanted to settle down, wanted to finally have a calm, complacent life. And Hashem said, this is not what I need from you right now. The last 17 years of your life, yeah, you could settle down and you could calm down. So to the end of your life, after doing a wonderful life, you can retire and learn Torah and do mitzvahs and chesed, sure. But during those working years, you have to really work yourself, work your spirit, work yourself up. Don't assimilate, don't just go with the flow. Make sure to get yourself involved. And when you get yourself involved, when you're excited, your kids will be excited. My kids, I believe, also think that Hanukkah is the best holiday of the year because they see Abba is like obsessed with Hanukkah, loves Hanukkah, totally relates to Hanukkah. It's my favorite holiday, as it should be for many people. And it should be more showcased. It should not be underappreciated. It should not be undervalued. You know, people go through the motions, yeah, kosher.com and this and that. Everyone's getting excited about it. But do people really get into it? Do people decorate their house and show it? I talked about this at length on the Tiny Talks Life the other night, Flames, Games, and Staying Sane. You can find it on all podcast forums. But it's important to realize, just as Yaakov wanted to settle down, we can't just settle down into our surroundings, especially in Gulf. So we have to stand strong with doing mitzvahs, doing chesed, doing tzedakah. Being involved in a really Jewish life and the flames remind us and show us, even when it's dark and dreary and cold outside, what really has meaning, what really has significance, these little flames, this little menorah. We have the two little electric menorahs we got and different decorations that, God willing, we're going to put up. We have different gifts, lots of arts and crafts we could get the kids involved. It's really a beautiful holiday. Don't settle down. Don't get allured by the society around you with the red and the tinsel and the trees. That has no meaning. The real meaning, the real value is our holiday based on two phenomenal miracles of the oil lasting eight days and the few taking over the many. And when Hanukkah comes around by Yeshav Mikates, it's right in the story when Yosef is thrown out to Egyptian society where it's easy, it could have been easy for him to assimilate, for easy for him to give up. But he saw the visage of his, of his father when it almost fell that he went to Potiphar's wife almost but he ran away he was the only Jew in Mitzrayim how easy it would have been to give up we're such a few number in America in Gullis it's so easy to be swallowed up by the culture but we can't we can't settle down we can't be swallowed up by those around us we have to stand strong like Yaakov like Yosef who drew, who grew a beautiful Jewish family with um Asnas which was probably Potiphar's daughter actually Yosef was vindicated and he was, uh, he was shown to be allowed to marry the daughter and raise Jewish kids, to be able to raise Jewish kids in an Egyptian society when they had Yosef's values, not the daughter's values. Could have easily been the daughter's values, but he was the dominant force in the home. That's a really beautiful thing. And Hanukkah Dafka, Dafka comes at around a time like that. These parshas to prove to us where we need to have the strength to, to withstand the crazy society around us with all its allures. Yosef had to, and so too we do also. This society wants to drown us, wants to swallow us up whole. We have to learn from Yosef, learn that we can't settle down. Learn from Yaakov, he had such a troublesome life, he couldn't settle down to the end. And Yosef was able to have such a thing, and so too we should be able to have a thing. So think about the flames, think about Vayeshev Yaakov not settling down, understanding to stand up for the true meaning, the true purpose, the true value in life, using our time every day, grab the day, don't just settle around and wallow around, do good things with your talents, with your abilities. And maybe that way we could see the true flames in the base of Migdash and the real menorah made speedily in our days. May we be zochah to see Mashiach again, may it be today. Join us next time as we talk about the Parsh of the Week and hopefully we touch upon Hanukkah again here on the TTP. And I'm your host, Tani.